From the Western Riverside Council of Governments, I'm Rachel Singer, and this is CogCast. As Western Riverside continues to grow, conservation of its natural resources is important in order to maintain urban and wildlife balance in our communities. Healthy ecosystems depend on plant and animal species as their foundation. More specifically, wildlife conservation plays an important role in balancing the ecosystem. When a species becomes endangered, it's a sign that the ecosystem is failing. The Riverside County Habitat Conservation Agency, also known as RCHCA, works to maintain and restore habitat for the endangered Stevens kangaroo rat. Today, we will explore the RCHCA and its conservation program, and we are so pleased to welcome Princess Hester, Director of Administration for the RCHCA. Um, So Princess, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you so much, Rachel. I'm so honored that you had me come in to talk about fun and interesting things for the RCHCA. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to learning all about your program as well. So just getting to know you a little bit, um, how long have you worked in the public sector? I have worked in the public sector for about 17 years now, and I started working with the RCHCA about 12 years ago. Oh, wow. Okay. So you have quite some ex- you have experience under your belt for sure. I do have experience under my belt. I'd like to think that. <laughs> so you work now day in, day out with the Stevens kangaroo rat. When was the first time you actually heard about it? The first time I heard about Stevens kangaroo rat, I was attending a board of supervisors meeting mm-hmm. for the Department of Social Services. We had an item on the agenda that day, and they were also discussing the Stevens kangaroo rat habitat conservation plan. And I just thought that it was really interesting mm-hmm. that we were working on uh, things like endangered species and habitat conservation plans. But I had no idea that this is where my future would be <laughs> a year later. Definitely. So just kind of first off, kicking it off. Did you ever think that you would spend so much time of your career, too, working and learning about a little tiny rat named the Stevens kangaroo rat? You know, not at all, (laughs) especially because I actually started my career um, working on accounting and business operations for the RCHCA. Mm -hmm. But the more I started learning about Stevens kangaroo rat, the more I realized that this particular job actually connected my personal love for nature along with my career. And I just thought, wow, this is great. I found a career that linked my professional and personal goals. Totally. That's awesome. And that is probably so fulfilling for you to see those two worlds collide in your career as well. And so jumping in, can you tell us a little bit more about the Stevens kangaroo rat, specifically how it came, how it became important enough to merit what is the RCHCA? And can you describe just what the RCHCA's role is in all of that too? Yes, I can. Um, And so I need to make sure that I keep things um, in perspective. I get so excited about talking about (laughs) Stevens kangaroo rat and habitat conservation plans that sometimes the information even gets a little bit more over my head. Uh But I did mention earlier about endangered species. And I think I want to explain that a little bit. Um, An endangered species is one that is in danger of extinction. Once a species is listed as being endangered, then efforts are undertaken to learn more about the species and finding ways to conserve its habitat or where they live. 
And the Stevens kangaroo rat, also known as SKR is what we call him, is an endangered species whose territory is limited to the Western Riverside and Northern San Diego County areas. And so uh, as these regions experienced growth back in the 1980s, SKR's limited territory was rapidly diminishing. And in 1988, the SKR was listed under the Endangered Species Act. As a result of that listing, what we needed to do was form an agency, which became the RCHCA, and we're comprised of 11 jurisdictions in our subregion where SKR is found. And our objective was then and continues to be to work together to put in place a conservation and management plan for SKR. Mm. Okay, got it. So which jurisdictions are members of the RCHCA? I have my list right here. Uh, members of the RCHC include the County of Riverside and the cities of Corona, Hemet, Lake Elsinore, Menifee, Moreno Valley, Marietta, Paris, Riverside, Temecula, and Wildemar. And these are the areas that SKR is most prevalent. I see. Okay, got it. So um, I did a little bit of research before our podcast, and so I saw that RCHCA um, now manages about 40,000 acres for conservation of the SKR. So can you just talk a little bit about how the agency was actually able to acquire those that, that amount, mass amount of land um, needed to protect this species? Sure. When a species is listed under the Endangered Species Act, or ESA, a conservation plan is developed and implemented to outline the steps necessary to recover that species. As part of the conservation plan for SKR, there were lands conserved where SKR lives most, and we needed to protect those lands. These lands are owned and managed by a variety of public and private agencies and the RCHCA, and we're in charge of promoting coordination of SKR management. So I'm sure, Princess, I'm sure people ask, why is it so important to take care of a rat when we can take, we have to take care of humans? And so how do you, how do you respond to something like that? (laughs) Wow, Rachel, you are so right. I get asked this question so often. And the short answer is, is that everything in nature is connected. One lost species can lead to the loss of other insects, plants, and animals found higher in the food chain, and it can upset the balance of nature, which could change the ecosystem permanently. So not only is it important for us to protect and care for humans, it's also important for us to care for the ecosystem because we are all dependent on its survival. Mm-hmm. I see. And I think I think that most people would understand that. They understand this idea of stewardship of um, Earth's resources, including animals and plants. Um, but it seems like there's a little bit more opposition when we strive to um, save certain endangered species, like the bald eagle or the grizzly bear or something like that. That's like, yeah, save them all. Mm-hmm. But um, here we are talking about a rat. So does that make it more difficult? What is so special about the SKR that makes it worth saving in addition to how it, how it balances out the ecosystem? Mm-hmm. The perspective of a rat does make it a little bit more difficult. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. what we try to do is to make sure to educate everyone to let them know how important this species is. Mm-hmm. It's really more than a rat. Uh, SKR, like other endangered species, are essential to their surrounding environment. Without species like SKR, the ecosystem would be dramatically different or cease to exist altogether. So SKR is considered a keystone or a crucial species, and they have a low functional redundancy. Now, let me tell you what that means. Mm -hmm. To have a low functional redundancy from a wildlife perspective means that crucial species like SKR 
If they were to disappear from the ecosystem, then no other species would be able to substitute for it. Mm -hmm. So, for example, um, a great fact about SKR is that they dig burrows, which increase soil fertility and water infiltration, which leads to larger plant diversity. And so people don't know that they bury their seeds and they intend to come back to them later, but naturally they never find all of them. And what that does is it leads to increased growth of native vegetation. So they help the environment overall. Definitely. Um, I didn't realize that the that SKR plays such an integral role in the ecosystem, especially in our local area. And I think you said Northern San Diego, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So it definitely has a much bigger impact than I thought. Um, So what is currently being done then to support this species? Is the RCHCA still acquiring habitat to conserve the SKR? Where are we at in that process? Mm -hmm. So we started, uh, once SKR was listed in 1988, Mm -hmm. then we formed the Habitat Conservation Plan. And in the beginning stages, it was our job to acquire lands to set aside and conserve areas where SKR lived and where they were most prevalent. And we've done that. Mm -hmm. And so looking at us, 20 years later, our focus now is to continue managing the lands that have been acquired, and lots of effort is going into restoring these lands to their native status. People don't realize many of the lands have been disturbed by humans, and and that's through agriculture, through um, like development, development mm-hmm. impacts exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, work needs to be done to mitigate the impacts of things like commercial agriculture and the invasion of non non native grasses, mm-hmm. because these things have a detrimental impact on SKR habitat and their survival. I see. Okay, so with all of the efforts of the RCHCA, what's the What's the current status of SKR? You know, our agency is committed to research and determining the best management practices for SKR. So we conduct species monitoring to determine the health of the reserve and SKR populations for those lands that we've conserved, those 40,000 acres that you mentioned. Mm -hmm. Now, we don't count number of animals per se with our monitoring. Our surveys are to determine the presence of animals in the reserve system. Mm -hmm. But generally, we believe that these surveys demonstrate that the species have recovered substantially so much that we're in the process of seeking to downlist the SKR as an endangered species. Okay, so is downlist, that seems like a technical endangered species term. So can you look, what does that actually mean? You know, you're right. There I go again. <laughs> so without getting into the weeds, I told you I was really excited about <laughs> what we do with SKR, but without getting into the weeds, downlisting is essentially recognition from federal agencies that the conservation efforts have worked, which is the objective of the Endangered Species Act in the first place. I see. Okay. I would really like to come back to that later, but kind of circling back to what we were talking about previously, um, that 40,000 acres reserved for conservation, um, are the 40,000 acres that are um, conserved for this SKR, are they open to the public? Mostly not. However, we are working to find ways to provide more access than currently exists. There are a few areas where public access is allowed, um, and those include the Sycamore Canyon Wilderness Park in the city of Riverside, there's the Lake Paris State Recreation Area in the city of Paris, mm-hmm. and there's the Lake Skinner Recreation Area in Winchester. But we believe that additional public access, if done appropriately, will help the public achieve a greater understanding of the need for conservation of these lands and a better appreciation of the endangered and threatened species. Um, not, not just SKR, because there's more animals and endangered plants that live there. 
we're working on a public access plan for other RCHCA on lands. But as you can guess, this is definitely going to take some time as there are a number of agencies that are involved in this process. And frankly, some might not want to see any public access at all. So we really have our work cut out for us. But it's really important for us to open these lands to the public so that they can not only build a greater appreciation for the lands that we've conserved, but that they can actually be connected to it and be a part of it. Yeah, definitely. So the RCHCA has obviously worked really diligently to support this species. So in addition to conserving that 40,000 acres of land, what else does the RCHCA do? We are pretty active in uh, the community. We develop and support a number of environmental education programs, and we want to share the mission of conserving our natural resources in our area. So we work with local schools and other agencies to increase public awareness and knowledge about the importance of conservation. In fact, we hold several events to celebrate endangered species. And recently, we hosted 800 fifth and sixth graders at two of the areas in our reserves that are open to public. One is the Sycamore Canyon in Riverside and the Lake Skinner area in Winchester. At the events, students get to learn about the Stevens kangaroo rat and a variety of other conservation areas that are taking place. Come on up! Yay! Woohoo! Woo! Look at all those kids! So this is how the day is going to go. There's going to be four buses that are going to pull up here with 160 so folks. All the kids, the animal show is probably the favorite part to all of the kids. There's also the worms and the composting. The kids love touching the worms. I hear that they get peed on by the worms all the time. Um, the musical chairs and learning about the different types of habitats and how they can become extinct. And then, of course, the kids want to win the musical chairs. And, and then learning about the water and the Santa Ana watershed was really informative for the kids. And I already see them picking up trash around them by being educated today. These teachers are really connected to the lessons that we um, provide, and they totally expand upon it in the classroom. That's a really neat way to partner with local schools and teachers, what they're teaching in the classroom to their students, and how neat that these young kids get to learn about conservation from such an early age. Yes. Um, I actually got the chance to go to one of these and help volunteer with um, one of the events in, well, both places, in Lake Skinner and Riverside. They were so fun. Yes, you did. And didn't you find it even more awesome? I know I do. When I see the excitement on the faces of those kids, it's just amazing. And believe it or not, some of the students that attend our field trips have never been to a place where they can truly connect with nature. I mean, I could tell you countless stories I hear from the teachers about students and how they're so enriched and motivated by their experience on the field trip that it changes their attitude about learning. So we're not just inspiring future biologists and scientists and researchers. I mean, we're planting the seeds of environmental stewardship. Totally. And I and I can totally echo that as being a volunteer at some of the events as well. And um, one of the stations was talking about solar solar energy. And so the kids got to build little solar panels and watch the light turn on or the fan go around in circles because of the energy that it was catching from the sun. And it was so, so neat to watch these young kids connect the dots. So it's like, hey, like, Jimmy, you're 
standing in the shadow, like you're making a shadow and it's causing um, the light to not turn on. So move to the side and then the light will be able to shine on the solar panel. And so, I mean, you can tell how excited they got too. They're like, I had no idea. Absolutely. It's an awesome experience. And I'll tell you, I've been doing this for a number of years and every year it's a different experience and it's just so rewarding. Totally. So kind of taking a step back, how, how is the RCHCA financially able to do all of this awesome work? When our reserve system was established, there were endowments set up for much of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, the principal amount of that endowment remains intact while we're able to utilize the interest to support land management activities. The, we're also supported by our SKR mitigation fees, which are collected by each one of the member agencies that I mentioned earlier. Oh, okay. So can you talk a little bit about that mitigation fee? What exactly is it? I know, right? Everyone has <laughs> fees and it's like they they, uh, they want to get away from fee. Exactly. Uh, a mitigation fee is an impact fee that's imposed on new development projects. And when you think about how this county is growing, without some of the mitigation fees and some of the impact fees, our... Um, areas would not be financially supported. But the RCHCA has a permit under the Endangered Species Act, and this allows member jurisdictions and the developers to benefit from a streamlined development permitting process, which is a win-win for developers in the RCHCA. So could you imagine if you were a developer and you had to petition the wildlife agencies and have each one of your projects individually scrutinized by a number of wildlife agencies? Mm -hmm. What happens with this program, as development projects come up, the developers pay the fee. The fee is dedicated to support SKR recovery efforts in the SKR plan area, and they're allowed to continue developing their program. So it's a win-win for both of our agencies. Totally. It's mutually beneficial for both the RCHCA and the conservation efforts for the SKR, as well as the developers moving society along and building. Yes, it um, is. So what, that's really innovative. Um, so what does the future look like for SKR, RCHCA, conservation efforts, for the kangaroo rat, Stevens kangaroo rat, what does that look like? You know, I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited for the next 10 years because I started at a time when we were building up this program and we were learning more about SKR and we're still doing that. Mm-hmm. However, now we're on the verge of, um, as I mentioned earlier, we're in the process of partnering with our wildlife agencies to demonstrate recovery of the SKR. If we're able to demonstrate recovery, then our objective of having SKRs eventually downlisted would be an awesome acknowledgement that all of our hard work in Reston Riverside with the respect to protecting this species has paid off. Everybody benefits from it. Thanks for bringing it back to downlisting because I wanted to touch back on that before we signed off. So how would downlisting change things for the RCHCA? So, so downlisting doesn't necessarily change the functionality of the RCHCA. We will continue to manage the lands that have been set aside for SKR. The change in SKR listing on the endangered species list is more of a recognition from our wildlife partners that the conservation efforts have worked. And the result of that would be a more stable SKR population in Western Riverside. We'll continue to still manage and conserve the lands 
conduct the research to learn more about SKR with the overall goal of demonstrating species recovery. And eventually, we might even downlist the species completely from the endangered species list, which would be a phenomenal accomplishment. Definitely. Well, that is a huge accomplishment. And I just want to thank you so much for all of your efforts with the RCHCA in conserving the SKR. I think it's really, really neat to see the success of the agency, too. Um, and just kind of looking broader scope as well, the RCHCA CHCA really embraces the vision of conservation, coordination, education, and collaboration, especially with the fifth and sixth grade trips, um, in creating a sense of regional appreciation for the environment, which WRCOG strives to do as a regional agency. And so um, thank you so much for coming on to the show. Do you have any final remarks before we sign off? No, Rachel, thank you so much for having me. And I'm looking forward to coming back and talking to you about some of the awesome restoration research projects that we have. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you. For more information about the RCHCA, please visit www.wrcog.us. The Western Riverside Council of Governments, also known as WRCOG, exists to unify the Western Riverside County so that it can speak with a collective voice on important issues that affect its members. For more information on WRCOG and the COGCAST, please visit us at www.wrcog.us.